MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, co-host, Cable2KX! What up, no! <laughs> I'm co-host, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened, man. Just, just that was the most excited <laughs> I've ever heard. Of. Ever. Uh, and then um, secondary <laughs> janitor, <laughs> Jesse Fiddle. I'm no wiping the shit out of this place. Oh, in all honesty, co-host Jazzy Fiddle and video producer Cable2KX. What up, dude? We got no deadite tonight. We are... Thank God. Yeah, we're we're gonna be I'm gonna be manning this myself. No help from Jazzy because he would rather see me with a soundboard, two mice, uh, two keyboards. Because you know why not, right? Yeah. Make make the sick guy do it. I guess whatever. But uh, yeah, here we are. Thanks, Jazzy. Yep. Episode 175. We want to be the, the podcast. Best. That's why I'm giving all of the control to you. That's fair. You know what? You, you just made the best point you've ever made in your life. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll give it yeah. to you. Best I lie will. I've ever made, too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the lie is that you're still a co-host. Fair. Cable, Fair. What, so, the, what the hell's up, man? What you been up to? What's new? I've been not... No, I played Destiny a bunch. I started my Titan, which I'm happy about. And I actually love playing Titan over my stupid-ass Hunter because they are weak and they are horrible and everything but Crucible. I don't understand. I don't understand why they do this. Because they got no changes. Wait, did you say they're horrible everywhere except where? Crucible. Who is? Hunter? Hunter. I think Hunter's garbage in Crucible. No, their little invisibility is OP. Yeah, not as OP as Warlock, though. Mm, yeah. I, I Warlock can heal like eight different ways if you, if you run Void class. Oh, like war, stupid Warlock, Warlock healing bubbles. I, I'm here as... It's even worse than that. I'm here as a Warlock. I love my Warlock. I've been a Warlock since day one, Destiny 1. But I will sit here and tell you that warlocks need to be nerfed. <laughs> way, way nerfed. And you're right. There are things about Hunter that need some adjustment. But, but man, the, the healing is, the healing is a mess. All right. So anyways. And y'all get a little orb around you to help you shoot. Who does? The Hunter. Man, Hunter, but warlocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you absolutely. get a little hidden circle that gives you an extra gun. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> we need all the help That's we can bullshit. get, man. Most people that play Warlock don't have the skill of the people that play Hunter. That is true. See, I knew you'd agree with that one because it's a <laughs> lie. One v one me, bro. I agreed with it. I know you do because you're a garbage hunter. It's all right. I uh, hey, I love my hunter. There's a difference between garbage. a skilled hunter and a garbage hunter. Yeah, you're looking at it. It's garbage. The person you can't see right now, skilled. Okay, I'll even give him credit. He's still a kill stealer. Okay, no matter what he says, he's a kill stealing bitch. But. He's skilled. Yeah. Anyways, what's uh? <laughs> what's yeah. The, this is your segment here. Uh, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on? Talking to you. No, he's talking to you. Yeah. Did you finish? Are you done? No, 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 yeah. Well, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Man, that was lackluster. I I, oh no, I've been playing Mario Kart Eight. Sorry. And Deluxe. 
Deluxe on the Switch. Whoa, 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 wait. Wheel it back here. Wheel it back. First of all, you've been playing on a Switch. Yeah. Wow. Are you okay? Are you well? I am well. Hold up both your hands. Okay. Just making sure. Making sure that they're yours. That's all. I don't know. No burn marks, no cuts. I just felt like playing Mario Kart, and I've been playing the shit out of it. Wow. Well, I didn't even uh, ask to borrow Zelda. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up. I wasn't gonna put you on. I was gonna put you on that blast. But you know what? Since you brought it out there, I got approval. You can borrow Zelda. Yes. All right. Jazzy, how you been, man? What's uh, what's and been I'm gonna beat shaking? It before Jazzy. You probably will. <laughs> Damn right you are. Um, I was gonna give you my copy For, to keep forever, forever. I mean, if you want to give me to, yeah, yeah, I'll keep it. Yeah, yeah. my mom to get My mom's got it right now. Uh-huh. So. You gave your mom a copy of Zelda? I, I let her take my Switch to Florida with oh, her. So, oh, and, and just, they're all in, yeah. yeah, all the games uh, are in the gotcha. little case. So. Yeah. Um, she's playing Puyo Puyo Tetris, which right. I played a little bit of, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. So, it's a different take on Tetris, like Dr. Mario and Tetris combined, kind of. Yeah. she She's a big fan of Dr. Mario, but she also likes Tetris, so... I uh, got her the Poyo Poyo Tetris so she could take it with the Switch on her for her trip down to Florida this uh-huh. upcoming weekend. And because um, you're a good son, right? Sometimes. And uh, she's like, "Oh, this Poyo Poyo looks like Doctor Mario." So she tried it, and she's like, "This is nothing like Doctor Mario. They need to fix this." I'm like, "No, they don't. They just need to make Doctor Mario for you. It's a different game." So she was like upset that it wasn't Doctor Mario. I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> it's not Doctor Mario. It's a completely different game." So. Um, she's well, enjoying hey, Tetris, though. Hey, newsflash, Nintendo, if you're listening, uh, Virtual Console? Might yeah, be, right? M- maybe. maybe I will good, say this. Might be a good idea. I have, to I, give, yeah, I have to give huge props to my mom because when I was teaching how to you know, turn the Switch on and, and get into the game and stuff like that, and she's playing a, a few rounds of Tetris, she's like, man, can you take this like shadow off? And I'm like, oh, you're talking about ghost piece? Because, you know, it'll show you where the piece is going to drop? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's distracting me, and I think it's cheating. And I was that's, like, go, go mom. That's like, props. She, yeah, she, yep. she wants to legit props play, to mama, play Tetris. Mama so. fiddle. Props to mama fiddle. So um, I've uh, played a little bit of that, uh, showing her how to use the Switch. Uh, a little bit of League. The world's uh, quests have come out, and they're, like, extremely difficult, like... Win a game on Summoner's Rift where your team takes three barons. I'm like, man, the pros don't even take three barons. Like, how the hell is this going to happen? There's easier ones, but, but there they is, take, yeah, they there still, is easier. There's still like a grind where it's like 25 towers. Yeah. But it's, so, but it's over, you know, however many matches. And then, um, what was the other one I saw? 25 towers. There was a couple others that was like, something crazy. Like, you're not going to get, you, you physically can't get it in one game. So right. you're, you're going to have to play five, yeah. six, seven games. Like win so. a game with 30 plus assists. So I'm like, man, if you're playing support, that's feasible and it's a long game. But some of these are are difficult, but you can grind most of them out. Um, had a lot of fun. Just was playing some ARAM. So uh, had a few games where uh, you logged on with me and we had a good run. I think we went three, uh, three out of four ARAMs we won. So um, had a good run with that. Um, Destiny 2, been putting a lot of time in that. Loving the Crucible as much as I didn't really care for it in the beginning. I think that maybe because I'm at a point in the game where I could legit do the raid or trials. I kind of like have done everything else that I really want to do in the game up to this point, aside from grinding light, which I'm not interested in. Plus, nobody wants to do the nightfall until tomorrow because this nightfall is pure cancer. Yeah. I tried the nightfall with um, Lobleg and Five Mile Rick, and we did not beat it. 
So I don't know I'm how. Sorry, Blake and Rick. Like <laughs> I don't know how we did it twice. We we completed it twice, and I mm-hmm. actually don't know how we did it yeah. because every time I ran it after that, mind you, it wasn't with the same group as the first time we ran it. Um, we got nowhere close. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. We just got lucky, I guess. That's because we're the A squad. That's I mean that's it. So. You know? Is that it? Um, other than that, I threw the PlayStation VR back on last night. And uh, hold on, one time out. PlayStation VR. Who are you? Yep, I put the PlayStation VR back on. Put your hands up. Yep, (laughs) no birds, no cuts. Okay, actually, I did cut my finger right here. Do you like abusing yourself? Um, yeah, that's kind of how it was. It's super. So, okay, answer me this you bought something new for it, right? I did not. Oh, okay. What the hell were you doing with the VR then? Um, I was Robinson's The Journey. Uh, I got back into it and wanted to see how long I could go. (laughs) 15 minutes before and, you got uh, sick. 25. <laughs> and then, then I wasn't feeling very good. But um, I just wanted to kind of give myself uh, a refresher on it. So I threw uh, the demo disc in and did some of the world stuff just to kind of get acclimated back in. And, and then Robinson's journey. you listed it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, can't, I can't yet because the nostalgia of it is just too cool. There's at this no point. nostalgia. It's just so cool. It's, there's no nostalgia. The nostalgia of the, the thought. The co- that this was going to be good. The, the, slight, <laughs> the slight coolness of the tech is there. I'll give it you is, that. Yeah. It's gotten to that point where I'm like, man, should, did I did I jump too early? No, I didn't. I'm good. I'll wait. I'll wait for a little while before I pick one up again. But, I mean, I'm glad we still have one in the group in case yeah, we want to do something with something it. Happens. But I'm, I'm really man. hoping that they get some sort of game in there that's going to really draw and, and catch on um, and not just be visually cool but actually a decent gameplay as well so i feel we had that initial burst with rigs and then that kind of died off really quick so i just want them to uh to perfect it i'll give them a little more time and you know i'll still uh throw it up every now and again when you know, somebody new um decides they want to come over and try it i think it's really cool to at least get that you know initial like yeah no i mean vr is cool don't get me wrong i think vr you know, has a has a long ways to go, and, and it's gonna. There's gonna be some really cool stuff about it, but you know, um, there just wasn't enough for me to hold on to a headset like that uh, currently. Mm-hmm. So, but. well, I got mine. So if yeah, I ever need good. it, I'll uh, I'll bring it back over to the studio, yeah. and we'll every once in a while up. you can throw in rigs and just remember the good old days. <laughs> apparently, um, in rigs, the only thing out. <laughs> apparently, I'm just saying. Um, Probably the only thing in rigs I could do is probably go into the little like test center because like n- nobody can play that game anymore. Like <laughs> you can you, play, you can play the offline still with the with the bots. I think so. I think that was still uh, disc based. I don't think there was any server related to that. Now online multiplayer. Maybe. Let's just say this: if you get, if you um if you wanted the platinum, you're, it's impossible now because right. I believe one of the trophies was like something to do with like the dev, to play a dev. Oh, there was actually yeah. a dev. There was actually a dev trophy, and I don't know. I don't, I don't like, think that's feasible anymore. Yeah, because they can't, like no one got it because when they were supposed to, there, there was like a week. There was gonna be weekends where the developer jumped on, and they before the first one came around, they closed the studio. So I yeah, don't even rest, think it ever rest happened. In, rest in peace, girl. Yeah, it may not have been a trophy, but I just remember that was something that happened, and I thought there was a trophy for something about play a game with a develop with a developer. So, but anyways, the developer gave up on it. <sighs> well, no. the developer didn't give up on it. Well, he's still playing it. Sony, he's still to, Sony, to this day. He doesn't have a job, Sony, so that's all he's doing is playing rigs. Yeah, Sony <laughs> shut the door on Cambridge Gorilla, and that was that. Yeah, rest in peace, Cambridge. Uh, man, forever in my heart. Yeah. Whew. 
Shout out to um, Big Boy Gorilla Games when uh, when you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn and you, you're pulling one of the uh, memory fragments and you go to and you go to look shows you and the it's stadium the, it's of the rig stadium, stadium and you're yeah. like you're like man I see what you were trying to do there uh, right. but now this is just sad and brought a tear to my eye right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! It well, was supposed to be like a subliminal message, like "Go play rigs." When it was actually just like a photo of your dog that passed last year. <laughs> man, <laughs> I like I had so much fun with that game, and it's such a such a just punch to the balls. It's coming back. I'm bringing it back. Okay, such a punch to the balls. Make PSVR great again, <laughs> man. I still want to play Resident Evil on it. I mean, that's that's one of the great games to play on it. You might want to sit in your other chair because you're going to shart your pants. <laughs> That's true. I had uh, I, I had some I had some serious <laughs> jumps, man. <clears throat> but all right. Um, well, I've been I've been playing some games. D- Destiny Two. I uh, got myself up over the two ninety mark now, and I'm pretty stagnant now. I have to I have to either go win trials, play the raid, you know, wait every week for the reset to get the powerful engrams, or uh, otherwise I'm not moving right. And so, just been uh, I started a Titan. So I got my Warlock to 292, got uh, started my Hunter or my sorry my Titan and got him up to level 20. And I think he's like a 240 now, so he's uh, he's well on his way. Those are the two, and I'll I'll probably make a Hunter just to get just to get him the trophy because trophy, I'm because mm-hmm. I I've, I have every trophy besides raid raid on hard and then uh, the the subclasses. You know, building up building a character and getting all the subclasses filled out. So. Given there's only like eight trophies. Yeah, there's not a lot in Destiny 2. Bungie took a weird way and said instead of 60 trophies, you get eight. And they're all gold or, or, or platinum. Um, platinum. I don't even think there's a silver. I think they're all gold. It's just gold and then one plat. Whatever. I mean, you know, for trophy hunters, I'm sure they're kind of probably disappointed. But uh, So, yeah, I was playing that, having fun. The Nightfall. My God, the Nightfall. What a like week one nightfall was pure garbage, and I did I was like this I'm not a fan I can't wait for next week. Then then the second week came and I go never thought I'd say this never thought I'd say this. Um, I I missed the first nightfall. <laughs> that one was easier compared to that. One. Yeah, and that's the thing is I didn't I I was expecting uh man. Just forget it. Just forget it. If like if you're listening to this live, it's tonight. Tomorrow it resets, and you and we'll all be happy, and we can move on with our lives until it repeats around to this one again. But still, man, talk about a nightfall that is just not fun. Not fun at all. <clears throat> so uh, besides that, I played some league. Had so that was my my return to league after our meltdown uh, a few weeks back. We talked about having like a night of league that went just horribly wrong. I mean, lost every game. Playing with playing with teammates that were just pure cancer, it, it was just a nightmare. Had to take a break. Worlds is upon us. We're gonna. I'm sure Jazzy's gonna dive deeper into some of that, but it has brought you know sparked my my want to to revisit this game. And I think last week on the show, someone made comment that the Ash uh, skin was the championship Ash skin went live. And so like on the show last week, I'm like. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll just just make some notes in the document. No, I was logging into League so I could buy the skin. So I had to like get on the League and actually use the skin. 
Um, but yeah, we had some fun. It's sweet. That skin is sweet. Yeah, it's legit. Now I'm, now we're building out, like you said, the world's uh, mission packs, which is something new they brought this year, where when they have events, they have these missions that you can work towards, and then you get, like, currency. So here we're getting, uh, what is it called, championship points or something like that? Yeah, championship tokens Tokens, or yeah. yeah. And so here you can work your way. If, if you do really well, you can get yourself up to, like, 300, and you can purchase a gold chroma for that ash skin, and mm-hmm. that's the only way you can get it. So I thought that was, like, damn, yeah. I kind of want that. So, um been working on that and then of course the big news the big big news uh did i give it to me <sighs> i completed metroid samus returns did my first run through 100 percent um and i'm super super happy i I can't ex- I, like I've already started my second playthrough because when you complete the game you unlock hard mode and when you complete the game you can use the amiibo to start your fusion suit uh, run through so that's what I'm working on now but I wanted to I love Metroid everybody knows that and I really wanted to try to 100% the game with no assistance on my first run through and so I put 18 hours in this game it's like 17 hours and 46 minutes or something like that uh, 18 hours because I like if, if there was an outline of a room where there's like one block that I didn't fill out by, by touching it, I went back and I filled it out just in case it was a missile pack or in case it was, you know, something hidden. And, you know, through that, got through the game, um, and I loved it, man. It was, it was everything that I hoped for. Metroid Samus Returns is a, is a masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, we made some posts on social media uh, or I did of uh, my picture of my com- 100% completion, my t- playtime, and I basically said that on the show here I would talk about the game, uh, my thought, my overall thoughts, and then I was going to rank this uh, in its in the overall Metroid universe. So, um, first of all, the game gets gets a, it's a it's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. Okay, I can't give it the perfect score because I did have a few small little little. Hit hiccups, but nothing, nothing that would make you not want to play this game. And so, nine point five out of ten, it is a it is a masterpiece from from visuals. It's one of the coolest three D games I've ever played on the three DS. It just it just makes you want to turn three D on, and we, and that is something that just does not happen a lot with this system, um, unless it's super gimmicky, and then you get tired of it anyways. I played this whole game in three D, loved it. So graphically beautiful um sound effects spot on and music i mean it's it's metroid it it sounds great um it gets you in the mood that title screen hits and you just if you know you just melt right you just fall in love with it so um yeah 9.5 out of 10 i it's great as far as the overall ranking uh, we've had some people on social media chime in. They're like, he's going to put it above Fusion. He's going to put it below Super. He's going to do this. So I, I appreciated all the people jumping in thinking what, what I was going to do. Uh, here's where it falls. I, I had someone reach out to me that found out I beat the game last. Uh, he reached out to me last night and asked me, where's it rank? You know, like, where's it rank for you? Um, and I couldn't, I didn't want to answer him. You know, I actually hadn't even thought about maybe, I hadn't thought at the time to put, even put it on the show yet because I really wanted to think about it and not just react from the hip because I just played it, right? So I told him, you know, it's really good. I really liked it, and that's where I'm going to leave it right now. I 
thought about over the night, thought about it through the day, thought about my list that I made several episodes ago. Um, and I'm going to put this in my top three of all time. Ooh. Yeah. So Metroid Samus returns. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to love, love this. It falls at number two of all time for me. And here's why super Metroid. It it just can't be dethroned. Okay. So super Metroid is it's, it's my goat. It's my, it's, it's what started me with the franchise. Um, and so it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to personally ever remove that from the number one spot, putting it in number two. So below super and, Right above Fusion. So if you took the two people that I, that I noticed on Facebook commented, uh, they were right together. They, they were both technically right, right, and together they were perfect. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's amazing. If you wanted me to, if you want to say, hey, just sheer out of sheer Metroid games, if there's no personal attachment to any of this, it's the best Metroid game ever made. And that's not hard to say because we've waited a decade. So a decade ago, technology, and again, Prime series is great. But imagine what Prime Four is going to be like if they actually do the right thing with it. It's gonna it's gonna potentially blow the doors off any old Prime, you know. And so, yeah. And you know what? It blows the doors off Metroid Prime Federation Force Cable. <laughs> so, but uh, but in all rea- reality, it, it's the best Metroid game ever made in the sense that you have never played a Metroid game that feels that where Samus feels this good, where Samus feels this badass. Where the world is, you know, this beautiful, and honestly, some of the boss battles are super complex. The boss battles blew my mind in the sense of like the complexity and layers that some of these they had. It, it just was it was fantastic, and even you know the the addition of the melee attack and and the ability and the melee attack within the boss battles too. So like, you know. It took me a while where I was fighting certain Metroids and just trying to dodge and put damage in. And finally, like, I'd, I'd melee one of them. And all of a sudden, Samus would, like, rodeo mount this thing and take, take her blaster, shove it in its mouth, start pumping missiles into its mouth. And I'm like, this is amazing. I had killed five of those things before this. And just like, oh, I stumbled on this a little late, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's great. It, I'm, if you're not a Metroid fan, this is a great game to jump into because it's the second game, and it it, it really tells the story of of the of the Metroids and kind of um, tells you it sets you up for a lot of the games that that you can play after. So like it sets you up great for Fusion, in my opinion, and that's why I think it blends so well with Fusion. So if you currently got a hold of like Game Boy Advance um, Zero Mission and then played um, Metroid Samus Returns, and then played Fusion, I think you'd, you'd play a, a trilogy of games that tell a fantastic story. So, How do you feel about the use of Melee? Because the only real negative thing I've heard from anyone is that they feel the Melee was overused in the game. I mean, Melee is used everywhere. Uh, tech, I mean, technically, you can use Melee on every single uh, enemy, including bosses. But you have to wait for the trigger point, right? You can't mm-hmm. like you can use melee, but it doesn't do a whole lot unless you hit unless you time it right. And timing on some of these bosses are is extremely difficult. So sometimes you move away from it and you just go, I'm gonna go for pumping in damage and dodging. Um, but overall, I don't think it was overused. I think and, and by it being used the entire game, I liked it because you added this new functionality and you stuck with it. You didn't like be like, hey, here's a new gimmick, and now we're gonna forget about it. 
Right. You know, and like so many games do nowadays. So I personally didn't mind it. Um, you know, my one gripe on it was that they added it to this game and then it technically doesn't exist in other games. And so just for the the purist in me, it bu- it bugs me that like I can't do it in fusion. But I just but I did it. Yeah, you know, like that that's the only thing. Right. And it's pure it's stupid, right? It's it like that you should lose no points for that. But um, you know, you other than that though, um I I love the melee functionality. I think it was it's fun when you when you succeed with it, you get rewarded very well. And you know, you do run into enemies that the melee doesn't work well. Like even some basic enemies where, you know, they're electrified now. So when they swoop in to hit you, yeah, you can melee them, but you still take damage from the electricity attack. So, you know, like it it feels over it feels OP in the beginning of the game, but it definitely calms down a little bit and doesn't feel as uh as OP when you get later in the game. You know, it's still it's still very important to use it. Um, you'll be more successful if you use it, but it also doesn't feel like if I use it, I will breeze through this game. And also I can tell you when you beat this game, if you choose to do a second playthrough in hard mode, um, like the melee becomes even less effective at that point because uh, I'm playing my hard, my hard mode version right now and it's, it's brutal, but it's, it's still entertaining to me. You know? mm-hmm. So we'll see when I get to some of these later bosses that drove me crazy in the normal mode. I can only imagine what they're like in the hard mode. And I don't want to give any spoilers away yet. Um, we'll talk about it maybe in a couple weeks if people want to, but I will just say the final, the final boss battle is one of the best boss battles in a Metroidvania game. I've not one of the, probably th- I'm going to say one of the best. And again, I have, I have personal connection to other ones. This boss battle was amazing. I mean, it just kept going. And when you thought, and when you think something's going to happen, something else happens. And you're just like, it's just great. And by the time, so when it's done, when you actually complete it, you like almost want to spike your 3DS into the ground and just scream like out of just sheer joy that you completed it. So yeah, um, love it. One other thing. How's the soundtrack in this game? I mean, I, I touched on the soundtrack. I think it's, uh, it's fantastic. I mean, some of the levels are. It's pure Metroid. Like you listen to it and you feel Metroid. You feel Samus. You feel everything from from the title screen to the end credits. It's Metroid and it's just updated. It's just fresh. It's just new. And so the rumors that there could be a fusion um, remake here are like if that happened, I'd lose my mind. That would be that would be the best thing possible. And I think again with with the story that they've built here, it makes all the sense in the world that they should remake fusion and tie those two together um, in a bundle or something because it would work so well. But I still think if you just go play zero mission on GBA, then you fit this game in, in the middle and then you finish GBA fusion, you have a three game Metroid experience that is phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I mean, very good. Uh, as far the last thing I want to say would be what I want to see next from the franchise, and, and obviously a fusion remake would be fantastic. And there's rumors that it's not that that it could be right around the corner type deal because they already have this game built, they already have an engine, they already have even a fusion suit that you can activate in this game. Um, so maybe there, there's that that talk around around right now that is potentially a quick fusion uh, release, which I would be thrilled about. But um, also, Prime Four. I want to see. I want to see live game footage uh, next year at E3. 
uh, if not, if not more, but I want to, I don't want, I don't want some just like the trailer was, I was happy this year, right? Like I got to see the trailer. I know it's in production. I need to see something now. Mm-hmm. I need to see something and it needs to be, you know, it needs to feel like prime. And then along with that, I would love to see, um, I, I would love to see the, uh, the company that the companies that worked on, uh, Samus returns. I would like to see them announce what's next if fusion hasn't been announced by then they they need to keep working on this franchise as well because they have proven that uh, at least on a 2d true metroidvania feel game they they get it they get it they 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 slam dunked it give them another project and and let's go um you know that that would be that'd be huge so yeah um I'm thrilled, man. I'm just, I'm super happy. Yeah, 9.5 out of 10 and yeah. second overall uh, favorite yeah. in the second series. overall so of all that's time. That's good. If you, uh, if you were thinking about playing it, I highly recommend it. Um, so keep an eye on MotorCityGaming.com as well, uh, along with our social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is you like to follow because uh, if you didn't listen to a recent episode, I, I right now am, own three copies of this game by none not my choice per se, but I own three copies of the game and, uh, you know, I might be, uh, we might be doing something with one of those copies. So we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what comes up. Not, not give it the cable. I'm talking more or less to the, to the fan base cable. Give it the cable. <laughs> All right. I spent enough time talking about Metroid, but if you want to talk more Metroid with me or, uh, other fans like Xander or Deadite and, and everybody else that's playing it and you want to join the discord, our discord channel is free. You can enter it, by simply going to MotorCityGaming.com, clicking on that homepage, and you'll see that button that says Join the MCG Discord. There's a channel in there. Guess what? It's called Nintendo. And in there is where I'm talking a lot about Metroid right now. So if you want to join the conversation, that's one way. And Cable, I think there's another easier way if they're watching live right now. Uh, exclamation point Discord in the chat. Psh, done. Easy. So yeah, join up. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. You can influence the show and get early access to GameZilla Alpha by supporting us on patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast like EA Spuds, who sends a question that says, Dear GameZilla Dudes, with a bunch of games being remade slash reimagined, I am happy to say at the same time game developers are doing. I am happy and sad. Sorry. Man, can't read. At the same time, game developers are doing this. At one point, I reimagined games such as Sonic Media and Metroid Samus Returns was a great reimagining because developers have worked to keep the classic formula. Have worked to keep the classic formula, but better by adding elements for both old and new fans to enjoy. On the other hand, remake like Secret of Mana and remake of Shenmue series personally made it worse just because they have tampered with the classic formulas slash vibe to fit into modern times. Question to you all. What classic games could you think, other than the ones mentioned above, did a good reimagining, and what games did the worst remake? From a guy stuck in between joy and despair, EA Spuds. P.S. Hashtag Muscle March. <laughs> Muscle March, yeah. I already uh, have one. You already have one for the good or the bad? For the bad. For the bad, what is it? One of my favorite games growing up, all my friends every Saturday and Sunday after our chores were done at noon and after the, uh, what are the stupid show with the, the fighting combat, the martial art one? 
It used to come on uh, UPN at 12 o'clock. I can't think of what it's called. After that show went off, <laughs> everyone came to my house to play freaking Perfect Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark Zero was a piece of shit that they could have kept forever. It never <laughs> needed to come out. <laughs> One more time. It is a horrible shit stained game. It's, it's it doesn't need oh my god, it was so bad that the game didn't even work when it wanted to work. Like it'll load up and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to play right now. I, I I'm a crash. I'm a crash your Xbox 360. Don't 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 worry about playing this. That Just, game was that game. Everyone like everyone <laughs> bought that game at launch. Everyone that bought a 360 bought so Perfect excited. Dark Zero. Everyone was so excited, and my god, was it a complete disaster? I still have my copy. That game is yeah. so horrible. So bad. It's such a disappointment. After the 64 version was so good. Jazzy, you got a good or a bad? <sighs> I really want to just go with a hope, okay? Okay, so versus this is, this an is actual good or bad. Okay. And the fact that I hope that they don't absolutely destroy Final Fantasy VII <laughs> because I loved that game so much that I didn't want to think if it's going to be good or bad. It just needs to be good. There's no... No, <laughs> there's no way that they can I'm make this. I'm just kidding. Awful. We don't know. We don't know. But oh, I don't like. Man. I don't like that it's episodic. I don't. That's yeah. My, that's that, that's I'm what I'm right saying. There there's a lot you. of things that I see that they're doing that I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the good Metroid: Samus Returns. I mean, that. You said you uh, couldn't use that one. Yeah. Well, you know what. <laughs> 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 Happy Metro Monday. Suck it, spuds. <laughs> Today I get to use it if I want. <laughs> um, no, but I guess, uh, man, I guess I would. First of all, I don't think like Shenmue. I think still has a lot of potential to me. The Shenmue. It's not even a remake, though. I think it's it's a continuation. It's, a continu- it's part three yeah. that never came out. So, you know, like, I'm excited for that, but I but can... Have you ex- seen it? I, I, refuse, I refuse to acknowledge <laughs> that question. Um, I refuse to acknowledge that question. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Would Turtles in Manhattan fit in here? No, because it, no, it wasn't technically, it was technically a remake. It wasn't technically a, a remake. Uh, kind of a remake, though. Let's be real. It was not a remake. It was it's just a, it was remake. just a, it was just a tribute game from Platinum Games, just yeah. like Transformers Devastation was. So I mean, and Transformers Transformers Devastation was good. And honestly, Turtles in Manhattan actually isn't bad. It's, it's just not. Game. It's just not very long, and it kind of feels like a half thought out idea. Yeah. But the concept, you know, the beauty of the games there and Transformers Devastation was amazing. So, um. Man, if I had a, a remake, I have one. It's not even out yet, and I already know it's going to be freaking epic. You know, I, Crash Bandicoot. Hey, that was good. Crash Bandicoot was. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. It's extremely difficult, and it's a game that I didn't really. I played lightly when I was younger, when it, you know first came out. So I uh, I appreciate what what they did there. And mine's a Shadow of the Colossus. That's not even out yet. Oh, <laughs> great! It's gonna be gold. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be God damn gold. <laughs> it's not even out yet. And I already know that's just going to be epic. Shit, I, I bought wait. 10 copies already. Oh. Assuming I'm going to wear the first nine out. <laughs> <laughs> 
like there's wait. there's Metroid and then there's Shadow of the Colossus. Like I I love that that game is super special. So yeah, when when that got announced, I was like, I don't even care. We're, we're golden. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, thanks for the question there, yeah. Spuds. Thanks, all right, well, uh, Deadite's not here, but if he was, he'd probably say something like, Hey, thanks, Detroit Beard Collective, for sponsoring this episode of GameZilla Podcast. If you have a beard and you want it to be soft, not like Jazzy's scratchy-ass beard, then you need to go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and pick up some beard oil, beard butter, beard combs, make yourself a beard crate where you can build up your own s- select package so that you get something every month just for you. And we're going to help you save here at Motor City Gaming uh, by using that code MCGAMING at checkout. You will save 20% on all orders over $25. Yeah. How did I do? Was I dead? That was like phenomenal. (laughs) You might have saved... The sponsorship. The sponsorship. Yeah, I know it was. It was. It's riding on a thin, thin line there. But hopefully that because he does it every week, and there's always some like new woodland creature or like <laughs> weird funky ass smell or yeah, like, but goes I, up north a lot. <laughs> but I can tell you that the, those those are um, appreciated sometimes from our from our awesome sponsor over at Detroit Beer okay. Collective. Okay, I mean sometimes so. woodchucks need to come get involved. Yeah, chew the wires out of your car. But seriously, they got some great products. I love I love using them on my beard. It. Uh, Makes my wife happy. She's always like, oh, man, what kind of cologne are you wearing? I'm like, none. It's all beard butter, baby. I got beard butter in. She's like, oh, damn, get in the bedroom. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So, <laughs> so, so and my, then I get in the bedroom, and she's like, clean the room. I'm like, no. So, so my dad the other day come, comes in, and he's like, I don't like how this is swinging from uh, in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Nowhere near I'm my bed. I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> he... He comes in the other day. He's like, "Man, you still have that uh, that beard oil with the hockey town scent?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Can I borrow it?" I'm like, "Yeah." Why? He's like, "Yeah, um, one of your mom's friends. Her husband's got tickets to the game today. I'm going." I'm like, "So wait, you're telling me you're going to the home opener of the preseason at the new Little Caesars Arena, and you're just now telling me this?" And he's like, "So can I borrow the oil or not?" <laughs> No, go to Joe's goddamn oil. <laughs> so you needed to smell like hockey town apparently to go That's down. That's fair. But That's fair. It's a good. It's a good, yeah. good choice. He came home and he was like a giddy little schoolgirl. He's like, oh my god, you have to hear this. And he's like flipping through pictures in his phone and like it was so loud. And his, it was so loud. It was. So, he's flipping through the pictures. And like, okay, Dad, I get it. It was loud in there. Also, you don't have to say it again. <laughs> also, it was extremely loud. <laughs> but yeah, he had a great time. Said it was awesome. See, you wouldn't have a, as good of a time without DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's true. All right. He's representing <laughs> all enough plug, and we got a lot of news to get into. So, without further ado, I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right, first topic comes up. It's a big one. It's one that everybody's been waiting for, and we finally can be happy. We can be thrilled. I'm getting excited over here. We can be fulfilled that Super Mario Run is getting an update. Are you kidding me right Uh, now? I failed it. I don't even know what I clicked. Are you kidding me? Um, No, I'm not. It's actually happening. It's really happening. No. Um, yeah, not. last time I checked. Do I got to pay for it? Let me try this again. Super Mario Run is getting an update. That's more like it. That's better. 
Yeah, so uh, if you still care about this app, which is probably dead for all I know, uh, a new update is headed to Super Mario Run on September 29th, adding loads of new content to Nintendo's mobile platformer, including a new world, new mode, and new playable character. Only one. Character. Toad. No, you don't get Toad. You get someone better. Toad. get that. Princess Daisy. What? Why? Uh-huh. Why not Luigi? Just because they can't. It's a, it's an because that'd be super Luigi run. It's coming in the future. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Kate. yeah. Uh, so yeah, according to the update that was on the viewable on the iOS, Princess Daisy will join the game with a special double jump ability, providing new ways to play against others in Toad Rally, as well as new ways to collect the elusive coins in each stage. Um, in order to unlock Daisy, players will need to rescue her in a new mode called Remix 10. This frantic mode tasks players with completing 10 bite-sized sections from pre-existing Super Mario Run levels in rapid succession, a.k.a. this is Mar- Mega Man Legacy speedrun mode. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, each stage will have rainbow-colored medals for play- players to collect, and by finishing the stages and collecting the medals, players will be rewarded with new items to deck out their Mushroom Kingdom, as well as the opportunity to rescue and unlock Daisy. Additionally, the update will add a new world that contains nine new levels and features new enemies, more pink, purple, and black coins to find, and new gameplay mechanics to check out. In order to unlock the new world, players will have to complete all of the stages in World 1 through World 6. As a fun little bonus, Mario and his pals will wear headphones when the game is being played with music in the background. So, um... This you're allowed to listen to like let's say you want to play Google Music or something like that or iTunes Music right you can play your own music and when you do they'll wear headphones. That's pretty sweet. Yep. So um, you know you'll be able to play Mario while you listen to some death metal. So you know that's. I mean that's the only way you play Mario. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, additionally, the in-app purchase for Super Mario Run will be available at a fifty percent discount for the first two weeks of the updated release. So you won't have to pay ten dollars anymore. You pay five dollars. Five dollars. That's it. If in, in the first two weeks, then you have to pay $10 after that. Holy crap. <laughs> Everyone, mark your calendars. September 29th. Biggest day of this gaming This is what history. I want you to write in the <laughs> notes for September 29th. Nothing important is happening this day. <laughs> Come on, man. You're excited for a I little Mario run. I am not excited for this. Run. I am more butthurt that I paid $10 to play this game you in the pay, first place. You, paid? you bought this I game? I bought this, yes. Did we know this? No. I did it. For the sheer fact of I tried... Okay, hold on. Can I... Okay. I played it for I'm one reason. i more than I should be, okay? Yeah. I played this for... I bought it for one reason and one reason alone. It was so that I could successfully beat the score on every level oh, over Testonomics. Yes, I remember that. Okay, I, I do remember that a little bit. All right, let's get on to some real news, though. Red Dead Redemption 2 announcement coming next week. We got a little teaser that hit that said Thursday, September 28th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, rockstargames.com hit Twitter and basically broke Twitter. Man, shout out Rockstar, like, being in the tweets, okay? <laughs> they, oh, <laughs> that was me. My bad. I never do that. Man, never. that's the first time I've you, ever done it. Damn it, my streak. You fuck up everything uh, else. Everything else, and I've that. never had a fucking goddamn <laughs> stupid sound off, whatever the fuck you want to call it, glip, and then I do it this week. Yeah. Thank God it was a PlayStation ad. Um, <laughs> Perfect. 
What was I saying? I don't Rockstar know. Rockstar tweets. Got it. Yeah. Right. Good. You, you said shout out for them being in the tweet game. Man, they have they own the tweet game. Like, people who want to get famous on Twitter, follow what Rockstar's doing. Or follow Arby's. They got a great marketing. Oh, <laughs> Arby's. Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> Cable, were you going to say something about this? I'm just super excited. Like, yeah. I lost my shit when I saw that. Yeah. I saw I, that obviously, we got really excited. We, we, we knew there was already an announcement that hit about this game in, uh, uh, as far as it existing but uh, now we're getting this we're getting a new you know announcement from them Thursday September 28th 11 a.m. Eastern time right from their website rockstargames.com um, and, and yeah it was just a cryptic announcement on Twitter that's all we know right now and everyone's gearing up for Thursday we'll uh, we'll be able to talk about it on the next show yeah. and again if you join the discord it's free join our discord MotorCityGaming.com, click on right on the homepage, join the Discord, or in the chat, explanation point Discord, it's free. Come talk about anything you want, but in the PlayStation, Xbox uh, channels, there's been a lot of talk going on about Red Dead Redemption How do we feel about the suggested leak that it's a potential prequel to the 2010 game? I'm okay with that. Are, Are we okay with, like, if that's what an announcement for this is... Are we okay with that? I would actually like to see the stuff that happened beforehand. I, I mean, just playing from going off what I remember, um, they talked a lot about his past, and they never showed anything. So I, I would, I'd be okay with that. So here's the thing about prequels, right? Like, I'll I'll take the other side of this: is that I'm I'm not against it. Like, I'm sure it'll be it'll be great, right? People have been waiting for this for so long. I just don't like prequels because I know what happens after. Right. So like. That bugs me a little bit, but this game's probably going to be fantastic, so I'm also not super worried. All right. Next up, PlayStation Australia is giving away real-life platinum trophies. <laughs> These things look sweet. This is so cool, and the sad part is I'm, I'm basically covering Australia news, so, you know, Hugh, Jor- Hugh Jordan from Down Under, you better get yourself a trophy. Yeah. So yeah, this is. Please this is, get a trophy or two, and then I'll give you some cash and a shipping address. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I want one. Uh, so PlayStation Australia has launched a competition that rewards trophy hunters with real life platinum trophies. Um, it's described as a competition for gaming connoisseurs to play, comp- compete, and be rewarded for their hours of effort to unlock every in-game trophy. So how does this work basically? Starting September twenty-sixth, FIFA eighteen will be uh, kicking off, and right that'll be the first game that basically is uh, qu- that, that you can qualify with this. So you basically would play FIFA, you would get all the trophies, you would take a screenshot uh, of their platinum of your platinum trophy, and then you would uh, basically uh, enter it via the PlayStation Australia website to be in a drawing to win a physical one. Uh, trophies will also be awarded to the games uh, to to those who platinum Gran Turismo Sport and Call of Duty World War Two. So, um, again, you'll be able to click on this link uh, right on our download page. So, right where you download the podcast on MotorCityGaming.com, you'll be able to click on the link for <laughs> if you're Australian, uh, which I, I do know we have some listeners out there, so I appreciate you. But you can click on there and get the full terms and conditions of the competition. If you win one, make sure you let us know, take some photos, yeah, tag us in them, us. and brag because these are so awesome looking. And I'm just bummed that uh, you know w- this. 
Maybe if it does well there and they see a lot of uh, participation, maybe we'll start seeing it in other regions. Oh, yes, but, like in the U.S. Yeah. Sony, listen. Are you listening to me, Sony? Because this is very important. Please bring this to the U.S. However, please do not make me play FIFA 18. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with you FIFA play 18. Call of Duty? I do not want to play FIFA 18. Yeah, Call of Duty. There you go. Yeah, Your favorite game. I would rather play FIFA 18. <laughs> That's right. Okay, next story coming from Tokyo Game Show. Square Enix is said to further invest in games as a service. Expect to see more multiplayer-minded games from Square Enix as the company plans to further embrace the concept of games as a service. So yeah, and basically in a message to shareholders uh, in their annual report, President and Representative Director Yosaki Matsuda discussed the increasing importance of multiplayer games and experiences designed with long-term engagement in mind. So, um, they're ju- they're finally ju- jumping on the bandwagon. Square Enix has been known for their single-player games, and now they're like, man, yeah, continuing mul- like continual story multiplayer games are huge. Yeah, and so another quote from Matsuda is: "Gone are the days in which single-player games were of primary status." and multiplayer games secondary. Lately, multiplayer games have taken the lead, and it is standard for games to be designed for long-term play. This is true. When you think about this, mm-hmm. this is very true. Now, I don't want to see the, like a, a story mode like suffer because of it. Like, Don't go release... I don't know. This is just an example. I'm not saying that they would ever do this. Don't go release Final Fantasy 16 and it be a multiplayer experience with like some you know janky-ass story mode slapped into it. Now, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. A, a very single player, not very, at the time, a single player game only. Mm-hmm. You, you're, they're 100% right. You don't see a lot of those. And when you do see them, it's the big boys, right? So it is. <laughs> it is Horizon Zero Dawn. It is The Legend of Zelda. It is those types of games that are going to be that story mode that are also up for Game of the Year. I mean, these are the big guys. They're like, they can sacrifice the years of development into a single-player game that someone can beat in eight hours and sell millions of copies. Mm -hmm. The problem is when you get a game like Hellblade, okay, and nothing again, for the people that enjoyed Hellblade, Fantastic. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but the problem is, is that the development of that and the limitation of the game left to a short shelf life. And I think that's that's what Matsuda's getting here, uh, getting to here is that the long-term effect of an Overwatch, of a Destiny that has a story mode but is built around multiplayer and built around all these extra things you get right. to do that are ever-changing and ever and evolving over patches and, and DLC and all that stuff. It is the new way that game companies can invest into an IP and just and continue to get something out of it for years. Not right. every year I got to pump out this. It works. I mean, Blizzard can tell you firsthand with the multiple, multiple years that World of Warcraft has been out. It's just it's massive online multiplayer game, and uh, they just keep bringing out patches and adding story and just keeps going. It's going to take someone like... I know y'all could probably think I'm playing favorites because I love them and they're a god. But they're another another (laughs) company that can get away with it. They can get away with it, but it's going to take a company like Naughty Dog to do something like this for it to actually work and build a, like, I guess, a platform 
yeah. for everyone to follow. Right. No, 100%. I mean, it's tough. And and Square Enix has tried. You know, Square Enix is a platform that that, had, that did put out Final Fantasy 15 to great results. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, um, Tomb Raider and all these other games, like, they're, like, it's hard to necessarily invest into a game that you can enjoy with your friends and then invest into another game that you can't enjoy with your friends, right? Like, we pick and choose. You didn't beat Zelda, but you sure as hell put your time into Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. But then you put your time into games that you could play with, with the community, right? With the right. community that we built. And so we don't, like, I put my time into Metroid, right? I put 18 hours into Metroid. And now I need to go back to Destiny. I need to go play Overwatch. I need to go play League. I need to go play these games that I interact and compete. Um, and I think that I think that's key that they're realizing is that it needs that, you know, even the Nintendo Switch is showing everyone right now that the competition and the couch co-op and and, and you know cooperative modes are super successful. Yeah. You know, the Nintendo Switch is soaring on the fact of easy interface with others. Not necessarily always, not necessarily online. Yeah. But I can, I mean, there's still we can sit Let's down on this table right here, throw one switch in front of us, and all of us can play a game, no problem. Mm-hmm. So it's um you know, it, it it's very interesting to see Square Enix um come out and say this. It doesn't surprise me because the the side piece of news I have here is that Final Fantasy XV Comrades, which is their multiplayer expansion, is getting a release date and it is coming out October thirty first this year. Oh, maybe <laughs> you think the uh, previous one has anything to do with Comrades? Like they already yeah. feel the success oh, of Comrades, and that's why they're like, we need to do more of this. Yeah, I mean, they see the success of games around them in general, right. from PUBG all the way to Overwatch, and then games like Destiny. I think show this, you know, the ability of what a game can do that has a story, but also focuses on a ton of, uh, you know, multiplayer functionality, cooperative functionality, mm-hmm. PvP functionality, all mashed into one thing. And so, uh, in com- just so people, are, if you're not familiar with this this uh, DLC that's coming in Comrades, players will be able to create their own character and take on quests with up to three friends online. So, by equipping royal uh, sigils, players will be granted special powers from the Lucian bloodline as they strategize and form a balanced team to take on the challenges that await. So, I think this is smart, and I think a company like Square Enix can do it. Especially if you're thinking, so just this year, we had the reverse story of Square Enix has a a great single-player presence, correct? Gorilla, before they made Horizon Zero Dawn, had a great multiplayer experience that they put story mode into with the Killzone series. And they said, you want to know what? We want to do something single-player. And then they did, and it was a giant success, at least in my opinion. I'm sure a lot of people are going to agree with me. So to take a company like Square Enix that has that great success in single player and have them attempt to do something more multiplayer, I think they can do it. Oh, I, I know they can do it. And and this is set up to be very successful because they, they come out to say, um, you know, they come out with this, with this option and it's super exciting because as a survivor from Kingsglaive, it's your mission to discover more about the disappearance of Noctis. So this takes place after the disappearance of Noctis, which is following the events of Chapter 13, Final Fantasy 15's main story. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. 
don't care. It's been long enough. <laughs> Deal with yeah, it. Yeah, play the damn <laughs> game. Yeah. If you haven't beat it yet, then shame on you. Yeah, Start so, a Persona 5. Yeah, you'll game. be able to take on various multiplayer quests as well as single-player missions to improve your character. So um, Noctis Pals, Gladios, uh, Prompto, and Ignis will be added as playable characters in future updates. And uh, it's, if you're a season pass holder like myself, then you will get this for free. Um, nice. Yeah, they haven't they haven't mentioned um, standalone um, pricing just yet, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it looks really cool. It t- it it adds to the aftermath of of fifteen. So like it, it adds story, it adds content that you know fits into the world. It doesn't just feel shoehorned in. Like here's this multiplayer thing slapped on the side that no one cares about and really doesn't connect to anything. Like they still figured out how to connect it into the story, into the world of 15. And so for me, I, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. And I think it, I think the, the announcement from Square Enix that they're going to focus more in this, in this direction is, is smart for them if they're, you know, wanting to see success here in the future. And warning to everybody out there, if you uh, do want to play Ignis, there will be a few chapters in this that your actual video will go out and you can only hear the game. I just made all that up, but <laughs> anybody that's played Final Fantasy XV will know what I'm talking about. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. 100% <laughs> worst part about. of that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freaking yeah. spoilers. Um, no, the worst part of that game is the VR experience. Well, we haven't seen that yet. Yes, we have. We saw it. We, <laughs> we saw it. They scrapped it. We haven't played they, it. Dude, if they scrap it, that'll be the greatest day. They're right. going to scrap it. All right, next topic is vampire delayed to 2018. Oh, no. Now your question might be, what is vampire? I've never even heard of this. But uh, this is a game that I've been following uh, and was excited about because it is from developer Dauntnod, uh, um, which is your creator of uh, Life is Strange. Yes. And this was going to be their new action RPG that was scheduled to be out this November. It kind of reminded me of uh, the order when I yeah. first saw it. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. very, yeah, definitely got that that feel. But um, a non a now solved technical issue has set them back where they will not be releasing until spring of 2018. So this isn't you know again. I'm excited for this game. I'm not, you know, I'm not super like crushed that it got delayed. I'm glad that they delayed it and they're going to take the time to fix it versus, versus, you know, pushing through and releasing a game that's not fully yeah. done. But uh, the quote was uh, delaying the release of, of a project you hold dear is always a tough decision, uh, said, said Gilbert. Uh, however, we believe that meeting a deadline should never compromise quality. We were still convinced that a few weeks ago that we would be able to release Vampire this year. Unfortunately, a technical issue that's now been solved has set our team schedule back at the end of the development. So this game was announced back in early 2015. Yeah. So again, this this is another one of those another one of those like moments of like do do we talk about our games too soon and then create disappointment when you know something happens like this. Um, so, uh, Vampire it will be when it is ready. It will be released on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. So, let me tell you what I like about this, and I give all the credit in the world to Don't Nod. Is it's just pure. Like, they didn't come out and give us a bunch of excuses and all true. this bullshit. They no, said, true. "Hey, you want to know what we we foresee? A, we foresaw a problem. We fixed it, and now 
you'd think, oh, okay, since we fixed it, it should still be released this year. No, we still need to give our people time to polish it. Like, they're not beating around the bush and trying to give you a bunch of excuses, and I like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, I respect the way that they approach this. It's a slight disappointment, but take the time, you know, fix fix what you need to fix and, and release a good game because you now have, you have expectations. You've released something that people loved and you've built a name for yourself, so now your next game is going to be yeah, under the break. microscope. Yeah. You know, it's important. It's a make so, or break yeah. for you almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like, uh, just like Patreon member... Sheriff of Patty says, Life is Strange was so good that I'm okay with them taking their time on this game. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So, all right. Next topic. I don't know if you got to watch this yet, and this this was more or less of reaction to the trailer, so hopefully you watched it. I did. Okay, good. Twice. The Tomb Raider trailer, Today. live action Tomb Raider trailer launched, and you know we don't get to talk about movies that often on this show, but today we do because it's about video games. Um, so I watched this. And you can watch the full trailer right from the download page again. But if you're watching this live on Twitch, then you're going to enjoy some of it in the background. It looks it looks really good. It does. It looks real good. It, it looks does. it looks like the Square Enix reboot. That and that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted that. I wanted that gritty lore. The gritty lore. The the intelligence. Not you know not not ju- not not just the sex. Right. Like the like the Angelina Jolie. Was it was bad? I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna come out and say it, it. it's bad, it, right? It like, takes the sexuality away from Laura Croft and makes her a, a Tomb Raider badass. Makes her a yeah. fucking badass, you know. That's makes that's, her old Uncharted Drake wannabe. <laughs> she came like. first, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god! Now her reboot didn't. So I guess technically, <laughs> I guess technically, her current form, right. her current form might have been inspired by somebody, but I'm not gonna say who. Okay, Tomb Raider <laughs> is OG, and she's she's the OG. She's the triangle boob OG. <clears throat> Anyways, man, shout it out looks triangle boobs. it looks great. The the preview shows like the the whole boat scene um, from the first, first game, one, yeah. and you know what? I, I'm ex- this is this is a time. Where I can get excited about a video game movie. Yep. I really believe I can get excited about a video game movie because I wasn't about Assassin's Creed and after watching it, I damn well know why I wasn't. And there, you finished it? Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I didn't I fell asleep like three times trying to watch that movie. Oh, I watched the whole <laughs> thing and man, what a disaster. But enough 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 screen time for, for Assassin's Creed. Um <laughs> Oh God! Sheriff of Baddies again from Patreon. Grim was a big fan of the Doom movie. Dude, like no, I was not. <laughs> you know you love that first no, person scene. I was scene. not. Oh. Uh, I mean, if, if you're gonna pick anything <laughs> out of that movie that's redeeming, it's the first person scene. Uh, but but anyways, I'm pumped for this movie. Um, you know, I feel like it's got the right director. It has a very uh, a, a leading actress that um, you know shows. I mean, it's already is an award winner, but shows a lot of promises to as Laura Croft, and yeah, um, catch the trailer, take a, take a look. I think we're we're starting to see some some quality in the video game movie realm. When I f- when I first watched this trailer, I was like, man, this looks very Indiana Jones meets National Treasure, and then I'm thinking like that's awful to say, but I don't have a problem with it, right? Which is weird because I was like. 
don't I love the Indiana Jones movie, National Treasure, not my favorite thing, you know? Yeah. So the fact that I even put that in there, I was like, man, this that's a horrible comparison. But like <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, I, sh- I want to see this movie. Like it looks so good. Yeah. But it looks Nicolas Cage is a guy, so it's, it's okay. Get- can we move on so he can stop talking? <laughs> he's, he's I, I, I can't believe that those words just came out of your yeah. mouth. So many good movies. Have you ever seen Wicker Man? <sighs> I, so many good because movies. Because I have. <laughs> have you ever seen Ghost Rider? Because I have. So many good movies. <laughs> Anyways, we need to move on to the next topic, which is Xbox has approved the remake of the classic Duke controller for Xbox One. Yeah, that's right. The controller that you all love to hate. It's coming back. But better than ever. Xbox. With a vengeance. Xbox has officially approved the remake of the hysterically gigantic original Xbox controller, the Duke. Uh, This was originally announced at E3 this year. The updated Duke is a partnership between third-party accessory company Hyperkin and original Xbox designer Seamus Blackley. Um, They announced it via Twitter that Xbox has approved the updated version of the controller. It looks just like the original, except with a cool little LED screen installed in the middle that actually gives you the original Xbox startup of the little green blob that then turns into the Xbox uh, logo. Super cool. Yeah. I will never use it, but I will own one. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I need this. Um, And it'll be working for the Xbox One and Windows 10, so you'll be able to use it uh, on, on either one. Yeah, man. It uh, it looks really cool. I think it's it's a neat little. I'm gonna call it a knickknack because again, I probably won't ever use the controller, but you'll use it to turn it on so you can see that little Xbox. Yeah. I also wondered. I also thought that this was approved just in time for them to get ready to like fully roll out the original Xbox backwards compatibility on the Xbox One, and then now, oh boom, you have a licensed controller that is the Xbox One controller. Right. Like it makes it, it makes sense for the timing if uh, if they actually do that. So, uh, no no de- no details on pricing yet, um, and, but it uh, it is coming later this year. So it will be coming out this year. Looks cool. Looks really cool. Uh, I'm, I just like it. It's throwback. Yeah, I mean somebody had to step up and make you know some crazy controllers because rest in peace, Mad Cats. <laughs> oh. Damn! I don't know where the toasty button is. <laughs> it's the it's this. Is, uh, is it? What is it? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it wrong, so I'm not gonna give it to you. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. Here, Chris, give me a toasty. Toasty. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Awful. Here you go. Toasty. There it is. <laughs> Way better than your toasty. Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next topic is Super Meat Boy developer might be working on a metroidvania game <gasps> i this is all this is personal news to me if you don't care jazzy you no i love up? super me boy and super i'm super excited for this me boy is fantastic and the fact that they've come out and, and and this was funny how this happened so earlier today a tweet from the official team meet twitter account showed the developer excited about playing metroid samus returns another twitter user responded by saying it would be so epic if team meet made a metroidvania themselves which then super cool is that team meat responded to this person saying i think you'll be very happy in a few years 
Man. So again, this shout is out Team Meat <laughs> with the Twitter game too. Yeah. So again, taking on Rockstar. Woo. Super, super cryptic, <laughs> years down the road type deal. But the fact that they're even considering it, even especially if it could potentially be Super Meat Boy related, is uh, that's the one thing I always thought about when I played Super Meat Boy. I go, man, this would make a great Metroidvania game. So, um, yeah, super cool. I mean, we don't know anything else. It's just that that's it. That's that's all the news of, of this topic. But I had to bring it up because it's uh, it's super cool. If anybody has played Super Meat Boy at all and loved it because you did, let's be real, and you own a Twitter account, follow Team Meat because let me tell you why. We do here at Motor City Gaming, and every time I see that little Meat Boy fucking like portfolio yeah. pick pop up, I yep. get super happy. <laughs> yep. And if you ever got a chance on Netflix, watch Indie Game the movie because they do a little behind the scenes with the creators of Super Meat Boy. You become instant fans of them. Just, I love that movie, and yeah. just seeing them in it made me an instant fan. Team Meat, like their story is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, next topic: Destiny Two. We got. We're always going to touch base here in the, for the first couple weeks because we have another new. Uh, event that's happening, and that is the Bun- Bungie's explaining the new faction rally event. So no longer do you get to just walk in, join a faction, level them up for thirty levels, and get some exotic you know item that's that's worthless at the end, uh, but looks cool. Now it's a little bit different, and it uh, it's pretty interesting. I I, I don't want to sit there and say I like it because or I hate it because it's going to take a week. It, it launches literally tomorrow, and we'll be able to get uh, get our hands on. But here's how it's going to work: uh, the faction rally event uh, detailed on Bungie's blog post. The event will let you pledge your allegiance to one of three factions: Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, or New Monarchy. Same same as the first game. Uh, players will then have a week to support them by completing various different activities, earning XP. Similar to how we do right now with our clan, right? Right. Um, By helping your faction out, you will be rewarded with faction tokens you can use to unlock packages full of loot. The most popular faction by the end of the week will also unlock a special powerful weapon at a discounted price of 1,000 Glimmer. So you're going to get that weapon for 1,000 Glimmer. Here's the kicker. Players in the losing factions will still be able to buy that weapon but only for the higher cost of 50,000 glimmer. Fair. So if you, Fair. 100%. I was like, oh, damn, like that's legit. So the weapons in question are the Dead Orbit Scout Rifle, the Future War Cult Pulse Rifle, and the New Monarchy Sidearm. All right, so let's gather a team on this cast right now of which faction we're going to pick. Dead Orbit. Dead Orbit. I'm, I'm Dead Orbit. Because I want that Scout Rifle. Yep. Even though Scouts haven't, haven't lived up to what I want them to be so far in the game, uh, they've lived up more, hope. more so than a pulse rifle or a sidearm. Um, the faction rally will run from September 26th through October 3rd and um, will only be open to level 20 players or higher who have completed the Destiny 2 campaign. So there you have it. That is how factions Fair. are going to work moving forward, and, and it's going to be a weekly event that you'll be able to adjust every week uh, if you're trying to you know, pick up different items. You'll be able to, to flip-flop around. So, so future workout from a Titan. Yeah, there you go. Okay, these next two topics are they're opinion topics. Uh, I called this topic something special in my document here, and, and it's a shout-out to all of our listeners uh, live right now on Twitch or listening to us via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, however you listen to this show. This is where you need to get into the Discord, and we need to start talking about this because I think 
This is a huge mistake. That's my opinion on this. I think it's a huge mistake and a very bad PR move for this company. Now, you might disagree and you might side with them, and that is why we need to have this talk. But let's get into it. Rare Studio head has basically said returning to old franchises would be the worst thing for Rare to do. Before you get into it, I'm going to agree right there because they did freaking Perfect Dark Zero. (laughs) When you brought that up, (laughs) that's perfect. Yeah, that's going to be perfect. I'm going to agree with them because of Perfect Dark Zero. All right. So, End statement. So studio head Craig Duncan jumped into an interview with DK Vine. Uh, Duncan explained that Rare is not interested in revisiting some of its old franchises like Banjo-Kazooie and Conquer. Uh, his quotes were simply, I don't think it's okay to just go make the same game that people loved before, but with up-to-date graphics, audio, and all those things. Just making them again with whatever technology is available today, that's not Rare. Duncan said, I think that what Rare is, is doing the kind of games that only Rare would go do. Following that up, Conquer and (laughs) following that up, he goes on to say, like, no one else would go make Sea of Thieves in the way we're making Sea of Thieves. And I think unless you've got an absolutely killer, amazing idea for how you would bring maybe an existing IP or maybe one of those franchises and do something new with it, from a gameplay, you know, concept or scenario or something that could actually be genuinely different and innovative, I don't think you just redo them. I think that would be the worst thing for Rare to do, honestly. And then he goes on, this is the, this is the worst part. If I want and said to Rare, hey, go remake all the stuff that was kind of successful at the time, but make it up to date, I don't think it would be good, and I don't think it would be relevant, and I don't think people would really want it. I think they might think they do, but I don't think they would. You just basically called out your fan base and said, what we want is not what we really want. That is where, like, I was already kind of like, are you serious? And then I read that quote, and I was like, yep, going in the dock. We're having a discussion here. First of all, Rare... Sea of Thieves doesn't look that good, okay? Okay. I'm worried for this game, and newsflash, you haven't made anything good since the Nintendo 64. So since you signed that big check and that that big contract with Microsoft, you've been useless anyways. So going back to the things that are important, like fucking Battletoads, would be the best move that you could ever make because I would actually buy one of your fucking products. Next, Jazzy. <laughs> to, to snowball a little bit off of your comment, I'm going to play Sea of Thieves. Not because, because it's rare and because I already know prove what I already know wrong. word for word what you're going to say. But the best thing that, is, that I've seen from Sea of Thieves to this point is the fact that they said they gave their water emulations <laughs> over to PUBG. That's the best thing I've seen out of out of Sea of Thieves. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take back my comment. I thought you were simply gonna say I'm gonna play Sea of Thieves because when I buy an Xbox One X, it's gonna be the only thing on it, so I have to play it. That was point two. That, that's what <laughs> point three. <laughs> it's not true, but I thought that's what you were. Gonna, I thought that was point, gonna be your smart ass remark. Point three. How is this guy like remaking old games with the new graphics is is not a smart idea. 
has he played Banjo-Kazooie or Sonic Mania or all of these other games that uh, remade their old games and are... Banjo-Kazooie. Right. Not. What I'm saying. Crash Bandicoot. Or Crash Bandicoot. That's Crash Bandicoot. Casting. Sonic Crash Mania. Bandicoot. Metroid Samus Returns. Right. Me- Mega Man Legacy 1 and 2. Like... Like, They're all super popular, yeah. and I get it that you're and saying making well, tons of money. <laughs> we're rare. <clears throat> we're rare. Um, we're better than them. That's basically what you sound like. Like you, yeah, they do that, but we're, we're above that. We don't want to do that because you don't really want Banjo Kazooie. You want. You don't really want Conkers. You want. Cameo. That was it, right? Cameo. Oh Launch God. title for the 360. How'd that go? You want um, Connect games? No, I want a new Battletoads game because you even had Xbox executives wearing Battletoad shirts. And the announcement was that they joined them to Killer Instinct. So you know what I did? I went and played Killer Instinct to play as a Battletoad because it's the only way I could get something new Battletoad. I don't even like Killer Instinct. I'm not a Killer Instinct type of fighter. But I went and played it because Pimple was there. So you telling me I don't want this is insane. You know what? Go make a perfect dark that redeems your ass. You know? Please don't. I mean, yeah, don't even try because you can't. <laughs> you already tried. Right. But again, like, that's what you should do. You should, like... I'm gonna make I, this. I I'm gonna make this awful shout out right now. Ready? I'm sorry. What's the most successful company in video games currently? I think it just took the number one spot again. I think their name might be like I don't know. It's like Nintendo or something like that. You know, this company has been around since forever and is king again. And what do they specialize in? Oh, that's right, remaking all of their IPs over and over and over again. Right now, you know what they're doing? They're regurgitating all their Wii U titles and they're selling. It's like, these suckers are paying $60 for Mario Kart 8. What fucking idiots. And I'm over here like, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. I'm probably going to regret it. Rare. Okay. okay, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but rare. I'm almost going to put the jazzy guarantee on you will sell more copies of Rare Replay versus Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of everything you just fucking said in this statement, man. I could when I read you it, will <laughs> sell more rare replays yeah. than you will Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna pick up Sea of Thieves because I feel bad for rare. But this comment really just it rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, what the hell? Why are we still watching Perfect Dark Zero on our green so screen? Bad. It is hideous. <laughs> can, so we, can we watch Sea of Thieves at least? I yeah. mean, dear God. I'm going to play Sea of Thieves because it's going to be awful, and then I get to make fun of Ethan for thinking it's going to be good. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Ethan's even losing faith on this one, but still. <laughs> but he, he, at least you can go back it to the It doesn't matter. Past. He already had faith, yeah. so he's, he's already yep. getting it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let us... We, I want you in Discord. This is where I want your your contribution. What do you think? Because because I own all the classics. I got Conkers complete in the box. I have all the old, you know, Battletoads on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and I just... Am I crazy? I don't think I'm crazy. I think I think this guy. I think this person is crazy. I really oh, he's think. Crazy. Like, what do you mean? Hey, the only success we've ever had. We don't want to. We don't want to ever think about making that again. And newsflash: not everything has to be a new idea. You have you have tried 
taking old characters and putting them in new ideas, and it failed. Okay, and for you thinking that Banjo Kazooie is not something people want, um, everyone put their life, everyone put their hopes and dreams on ukulele, and it and it didn't live up to its to its potential. And that's disappointing. But everybody wanted it. Everybody was waiting for it. Everybody was hoping. And they failed. So guess what? That left the door open for you to actually release Banjo-Kazooie and do it right. God. Anyways, moving on to the next topic, which is another opinion piece, and it's going to close out our news. PUBG... That's right. I always pull PUBG news, right? And it's usually positive. But yeah. today it's not, PUBG. Today you fucked up, okay? PUBG publicly shaming Fortnite is a terrible PR move. Terrible. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? <laughs> you are the most popular video game in the entire world right now. Like, like, and I know you got League and you got shit over here. But right now, you are the hottest Game no. in the industry, for sure. Hottest game in the industry. So what do you do? What do you do when this peon over here, this, this nobody over here, is sitting there going, we're going to copy you. We're going to doom clone the shit out of you. Which game are we watching right now? Fortnite. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly... PUBG. But I'm not saying I'm not arguing that at all. But what I no. but here it is. You're you're a nobody, okay? I get it. you're epic. You're not a nobody. But compared right now, success wise, PUBG versus Fortnite, okay? <laughs> you publicly release a PR statement, not a legal statement, a PR statement that's basically promoting their game. It's promoting <laughs> Fortnite. They're like, these guys are copying us. Like, it's unbelievable. There's concerns. We're looking into legal legal action. And it's like, all you're doing is bringing attention to this game that on a, that on a, a concurrent player standpoint, on a streaming standpoint, on every goddamn standpoint, it's a, it's a, it's a nobody compared to you. It's a nobody compared to you. So the proper way to do it is get your lawyers in, in check. Okay, do and and behind doors, communicate with this company and say, "What the fuck are you thinking? Don't publicly come out and show your fan base that you, as a supposable leader in this battle royale genre that you created, that you are like this like super sour, just unprofessional like company. It looks so bad on your on your uh, you know your half of this." I, I don't understand why you went about this. Now, I'm not saying you don't, you shouldn't consider that maybe there's some sort of infringement going on here. Maybe there's something that you can do, but you took the way you went about it was all wrong. And I know your fan, and I know the fan base brought it to your attention. It doesn't mean you had to go publicly and 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 do what you did. And so what I mean by that is basically sent out in a press release today calling out Fortnite's upcoming Battle Royale mode for replicating the PUBG experience and, and vaguely threatening further action. The official statement says that this is a response to community concerns, and some of those do exist, but addressing them like this accomplishes absolutely nothing. All it does is make PUBG players who had never heard of Fortnite Scratch their chins in con in contemplation, especially considering that the Fortnite mode is free 
and PUBG is $30. You are literally handing them some of your fan base because they're like, huh, it's like PUBG. Well, I like PUBG. I'm going to check it out because it's free. And it's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. It, right. That's the other problem is that it's going to be the, it's the first, well, uh, the Battle Royale is not technically available yet. No, but, but it's, Fortnite it's, before yeah, Fortnite itself and its and its uh, other version of its game because it's kind of a separate game is and if you and and the battle royale will be free and it's supposed to be getting released before PUBG does so it'll be the first battle royale game to hit console right. and you have PUBG basically not directly advertising it but unfortunately creating creating buzz for Fortnite. If I was Epic, I'd be sitting back like, well, yeah, we got to take care of legality purposes here, um, but thanks for the free publicity. The fact that it's free it makes me want to play it. See what I'm saying? If And PUBG is, is pushing you that way. This is what I don't understand yeah. either. Like, why, why would they even be in a position to do this when basically they came from H1Z1 and completely copied their game? Well, so if you attack makeup, these guys, yeah. then H1Z1 could just come after you for the exact same thing. Well, they, he made that Battle Royale. Well, he was part of the makers of that Battle right, Royale. Right, but still yeah. licensed to H1Z1. That's true. I mean, a lot of times you you do wonder about that because like when you know, you're know you working, you're, you're on the clock for a company, right? If you if you do if you invent something, they can claim ownership to it, right? Because you were on their clock, so like you got to be careful with that. Now, again, Fortnite can sit there and say, "All right, well, we don't have all the modifications to the weapons like you do. We don't. There are things missing, and we have our own crafting system built into the game that you don't have in your game. So there is, it's not identical. There is variance, but I mean, my problem here is a you just don't look professional the way that the way that you handled this. But my thing with it is you just have to look at the industry and, and realize that this is what happens. There was a video game in the 80s called Rogue. Mm-hmm. It was an actual game. It was just called Rogue. You want to know all the games that came out that were clones of it? Guess what, guess what the genre was? It was called Rogue-like. You ever heard of a game called Metroid or Castlevania? What's the genre called now? Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Congratulations. You created a new genre. Call it Battle Royale. Call it whatever you want. You created a genre game that is very popular right now. Guess what's going to happen? It's called Doom Clone. It's going to happen. Like, you can't control the fact that someone is going to build a game like yours. Like, that's the second you have success is the second that people follow you. Now you have to be the innovative company. You have to be the comp- you have to be the group and the team and the community that keeps your version of it the best. You already got people like Ubisoft that wants to make Ghost of Recon into a, a battle royale. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not like the fact that you want to go after Epic and and there is some background here is that Epic is uh, is the company that PUBG worked with because Epic is the owner of Unreal Engine and Unreal Engine was used to develop PUBG. So. The, there is that like thought that man we came to them with our idea we bu- we bought their in- you know we paid into their engine and then all of a sudden epic now has a battle royale game which definitely feels like you know <laughs> cable comes into my door and i'm like i got this engine he's like man i got this great game i need your engine to use it, it and here's my game blah 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 and i'm like that's great here's here take, give me your money and here's our engine you go make it and then i'm over here like hey you know what would be cool is if we made a game just like his but we just call it something different. 
and just took three yeah. things out of it and we put our shitty crafting system into it. How's that sound? Yeah. Like it does I do get it. I and do how I do, do we get understand. People to pay for it. We I, make it a free DLC and I a game they already paid yeah, for. Yeah. I 100% <laughs> understand the concern here and and the and the want to protect your to your product, right? But at the same time, the way you handled it was just it was bad. It was just bad. You don't do it this way. And the and it was the vice president of Blue Hole that did it. The vice president. Yeah. I will now be calling them Blue A-Holes. I mean, I'm just going to play Fortnite. I, you know, like, for me... I've been interested in Fortnite, like, the actual so game so itself. I. Yeah, so have I. Um, you know... Let's do it. Let's play Fortnite. I mean, my whole thing here is like, let's look at Paladins, right? Paladins just recently came out, free to play. You can download it on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and it it had its run in with uh, Blizzard, um, with because it's because it's Overwatch. And Paladins came out and they're like, shit, man, we were developing this game before Overwatch was even in. We even knew about Overwatch. The fact of the matter, though, is that they're both they're very similar games, right? And 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 we're seeing those clones. We're we're seeing it happen again. Overwatch just too. Yeah, team, right, exactly. We're seeing it happen just like, you know, I mean, how many Doom clones was there? To the point where we had, like, Chex Quest was a Doom clone that you got from Chex Mix, like, or Chex Cereal or whatever the hell it was. Like, come same, on. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Same difference. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I, um, again, coming as a, so for me, as an entrepreneur, as someone that, you know, I started bit by 8-bit, uh, which is currently Motor City Gaming now, and I, I love I love what we've built here, and I love what I started. So I protect it. I don't like seeing you know things that are complete ripoffs of ours. And we have seen it, you know. But we don't go out and hit our social media and be like, "Hey fans, this guy over here is just totally ripping us off." Like go over there and shit on his page and tell him he's a piece. No, we don't. We 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 behind doors act professional. We behind doors communicate with these teams to make sure, first of all, that maybe it wasn't just a fluke. That maybe it just, you know, that hey, you know, can we can we agree to do something about this? And if not, you know, do I have the legal ramifications? Do I have the ability to do something about this? And if I do, taking those measures if needed. And like that's that's how it should be handled. Like not like children. And that's that's what's disappointing is that PUBG is you know has been making all this news and being so successful and, and doing such a great job that they have become a leader. They have become this this you know plateau uh, developer for this game and you expect more from them. You know, and yes it's early on and yes they're still new, but you still expect more to them. So yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. Don't let the fame get to your yeah. heads because you let the fame get to your heads and you make one stupid decision. That's all it takes. And then bye-bye PUBG. Yeah. And again, you know, someone that I know is close to this genre who enjoys it a lot is our patron member, Sheriff of Patty. Um, and he's chiming in right now on the show, basically saying there isn't a copyright or license on the idea of battle royale genre, and we know that it's the same idea with Doom clone, it's the same idea with Metroidvania, like, and same idea with roguelike, all the way back to there. Like, there, you're right, there's not, and that's why, like, you have to attack certain things. Like, if if PUBG really wants to make this, or sorry, I should say Blue Hole wants to make this a you know a class action lawsuit or something like that, they have to attack on. Specific mechanics, specific concepts, specifics of the game, in order to have any ground to stand on, 
And yes, there are comparisons, but there are things missing and there are unique things to Fortnite. So I think you need to sit back, enjoy the fact that you are the highest concurrent playing game on Steam of in, in history of Steam, that you are on the verge of launching on Xbox on a level that's you know published by Xbox. Fortnite can't say that. And, and, and gaining Microsoft technology that no one else can get to without, without a hefty pocket of money. And just understand that you're you're number one. Act like number one. Be number one. And these people that are going to come make clones of you, they're going to be there, and they're going to be gone tomorrow. That's that's what it is. And and that's all I can say yeah. is that you need to you need to act right, and you need to protect your product the proper way. Wait, here's an idea. Instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing that looks like your product, and this is going to be a crazy idea, and I don't know why they would ever do this. How about you publish your game that's still in beta? How about you fix your game that's still in beta? <laughs> I mean, are you mad because Fortnite can open doors easily and not have lag? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Well, they're all they're, cartoon characters, so I've got to worry about those high-def graphics because, you know, that water is super nice looking now. Again, I you know I, I enjoy <laughs> PUBG for what it is. Yes, I, love the game. I do, yeah. Fortnite Battle Royale, which is its own its own game. Let's you got to look at it as its own game, not part of the Fortnite sixty dollar game. Um, which the other news is that if you bought Fortnite sixty dollar game because you were, you were excited for Battle Royale, you don't need it, and they're actually able to believe within the first two weeks of Battle Royale, they will refund you the sixty dollars if that's why you bought it, thinking you needed it. Um, but, but Fortnite's fun. Like it, it's a hectic, it's crazy, but it's a fun game. So I, if you did buy it, enjoy it, and ex, and then ex, be excited about this side mini game that they're creating. Um, but yeah, man. I just I didn't I didn't like these last two stories were just ones that for me is like it's not a, a ton of news that we could sit there and report a bunch of facts, but it's it's like an opinion that was like holy hell, like sometimes you look into these industries and you just you think that they're so. I don't know, godlike sometimes, right? You just you think of some of these guys, you think of Nintendo and you think of Bethesda and you think of these and they go and they do something that's so stupid, that's just so like not thought out that you're like, wow, they're just human. They're just yeah. they're just they're just like me. You know, like well, <laughs> they're just like Jazzy when he makes a deal to trade a Funko Pop and then he makes a bad joke on YouTube and all of a sudden everybody loses their goddamn minds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and the difference is, it's it's not like a member of their like. This is Blue Hole. This yeah. this is like it's their vice the president. high ups. It's the vice president. Yeah. And then uh, who, who was the other one? Uh, the CEO of Rare. Yeah, I'm like the head. You, head yeah, of Rare. Yeah, these are big people. It's not like a employee yeah. of yours it's leaked not like some a, stupid ass like right. tweet. Like it's not no, some dumb it's, designer it's, that got drunk at a bar and started yeah. mouthing <laughs> off on social media. No, it's the heads of your company and that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me the most is that like this is yeah. not some, you know, guy that's going to get fired because he's a, you know, a, a cell shader of of the trees in Fortnite or in, or in PUBG. No. No. It's it's the guy that like you know, hires and fires and signs checks and, and makes executive decisions and that's the guy mouthing off. Yeah. It's just like maybe not he's bored, maybe he's bored yeah. on his yacht. Not right. Tired of lemonade. Not so. right. So that's our news. Um I know I left it on a pretty a pretty negative tone, but I just I thought they were good closeouts because I I think they're good uh talk uh, talk topics. 
discussion topics. So um, that was our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit MotorCityGaming.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community, Explanation Point Discord in the Twitch chat, or just head on over to the website right on the homepage. Join the MC Discord. It is free. Oh, my I God. just Discord in the chat. You, sir, are oh my a God. failure... You might as well just call yourself PUBG Vice President right now. My goodness. All right. Well, we also have uh, our our what are we calling this? It's not corner anymore. What is this? This is Jazzy's esports esports bullshit. Esports poop. Esports a palooza. Esports a palooza. Here we go. Here you go, Jazzy. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my God, Freiburg! Are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it! Damn! Yeah, that's light. That's light. Let's break it down is in the world light? of esports. It's it's a light week. That's what I was trying to get to. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, only one thing, and that is the biggest thing that's happening in the world of esports right Mortal now. Mortal Kombat tournament, baby! Not that. Street Fighter? Even Barbie's worse. Wild Horse Adventure tournament, baby! Bingo. Barbie's Wild Horse Adventure tournament. Man, I've been this waiting all day for this. was crazy. If you... No. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> the League of Legends World's Play-in stage has begun. We have sneaky, sneaky, yes. sneaky, sneaky. We cloud have nine, cloud nine, yes. cloud nine. Yes. Sorry. All right. Sorry. This is your settle topic. the fuck down. Contracts, contracts, <laughs> contracts, contracts. <laughs> why do you? Why did you put up these videos? Smoothie, you smoothie, smoothie, smoothie. Are you done? Damn, Damn it, they showed name. Smoothie again. <laughs> do not cheer for Jensen, whatever you do. <laughs> Something's yelling at me. So, yep, see? Something's mad at me. <laughs> see? Bystanders, do not interfere. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it sound like a plane like announcement I, I in the airport? Know. That was crazy. Anyways, uh, the group play-in stage has begun. There are four groups in total with three teams in each group. It is currently going on as we speak over in China. Two of the groups are done, and I will read off what the you know finals are for those. In Group A, we have Team WE taking a 4-0 win <laughs> in that stage, coming out first seed. With Lion Gaming with a 2-2 record coming in second place, so they'll be in the, the second-tier slot seed. Group B, our boys from North America, Cloud9, the 4-0 sweep, taking number yeah. one seed in the next round. Sneaky. And Team 1 Esports wins the second seeding in Group B by a 2-win, 3-loss. They actually tied the Direwolves. They went into a playoff, and they won the playoff, so they will get the second seed over there. Um, in Group C, they've only played through half of their round robin so far, but we have Team Fnatic over from Europe with a 2-0 win ratio over there. And in second, we have Chaos Latin Gamers with a 1-1 win record. Those teams will all play each other again tonight. Um, and also in Group D, we have 1907 Fenerbach Espor with a 2-0 lead over there. 
and the Hong Kong attitude with a 1-1 win ratio over there. Like I said, all the teams from both Group C and D will be playing tonight. We will get the following two number one seeds along with the following number two seeds, two, two number two seeds. And then uh, the number one seeds will get randomly selected a number two seed, and they'll have a five-game playoffs. Four teams that win those playoffs are going into the group stage of Worlds. So we're getting ready. We only got a couple more days before knockout. Couple more days. Um, The only thing I can say is uh, a personal opinion, a piece on this, and the fact that I got super excited that Worlds was coming. Play in stage. This is the new, (laughs) the new stage of Worlds, and I was man. I stayed up to because because it's in China. So here it starts at one thirty a.m. I stayed up the first night to watch our boys Cloud9 play at 1.30 a.m. in the morning, and I was extremely disappointed at how non-competitive this stage is. Me too. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, it's lackluster. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they change it again next year. Like, I just don't yeah. think this is... Um, it's It doesn't help... Anyone, I mean, man, it's tough because like Cloud9, WE, Fnatic, they're all going in there and they're just crushing these teams. So two things are happening. One, I think these big teams are are playing mediocre teams and then they're going to get to this knockout stage and, and the, the level is going to increase so fast that I wonder if it's actually going to work against them. That they, they play four or five, they play four games and then they play a best of five knockout. So they play nine games before they even get to the actual real knockout round. Or sorry, the real group round. And of of lower tier game, lower mm-hmm. tier teams, then you have to go back into like the best of the best. And I just feel like it almost it'd be different if it was if they were close, but they're not even close. I mean, Cloud Nine is walking. They're not, they don't have to jog. Yep. They're literally walking around and like... <laughs> they could probably... Ooh, a yeah. flower. They could probably play ah. these games 5v2 and win them. That's yeah. how, that it was, how it was ridiculous it was. I was just like, oh my God. The only games I enjoy watching were actually like the, you know, when Cloud9 wasn't playing. So it was, like I enjoy watching Cloud9 win because of course I do. But but I enjoyed watching like the what Team 1... Team 1 Esports versus Direwolves. Versus Direwolves. Yeah. Like I watched that because it, it, was, was competitive. it was competitive. Yep. Yeah, it actually was a game. I think what they might have to do to fix this in the future is I understand they're trying to get more regions involved and trying to right. pull more people into worlds, but man, some of these regions just aren't up to snuff. And this is the world's tournament. Like you're getting into the best teams in the world. And I just think that maybe a way to make it a little more fun for the fans and fair for the players around the world is allowing other teams from regions that are the better to get a chance at Worlds. So how much, how cool would it have been if we would have got to see Team Dignitas make a run into play-ins along with some of these other teams? Because, you know, yeah, they slipped a little bit in the playoffs and they ended up coming into that fourth spot, which didn't get them a ticket to Worlds, but they could probably compete, if not beat a lot of these teams that are in the play-in stage. So make it more unique. Make it more fun. Make it more challenging for these teams 
because I do worry about teams like WE, Cloud9, and Fnatic with what you said is they're going to come in, they're going to walk in there, you're going to walk over these teams, and then they're going to jump into the group stage, and then you're going against the best in the world at that point. Yeah. So like, and which they are, which they are the best in the world. So you hope they can they can readjust. But I, again, like I feel like when I go play nine bot games in a row, and I win nine bot games in a row, where I'm like twenty and zero. 30 and 0 and then I go and I jump into a real game and I'm like oh these people are actually smart like <laughs> yep. I have to adjust and so I feel to me it's almost like hey um, you know and college football does this right you take you take these big boy teams you go play these other teams you blow them out 56 nothing and then you know four weeks in you go play some real teams right so like I mean I guess like there are there's scenarios where like this works and 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 if your team if your team is good enough and your coaches are good enough then you can you know you can adjust to these these changes that are coming up. I just to me almost feel like it's a disservice to some of these teams where last year if you were third, guess what? You were already in the round the round. Mm-hmm. So like this year you have to go play nine matches against an inferior squad. You know, and yeah, there's a chance that there could be this random upset. But guess what? That team's going to come into the real the real world, and they're going to get demolished. Right. And my thing team? about it, oh, I'm sorry. What was that team last year? That Albus Knox. Albus Knox. Luna. Yeah. 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 My thing about it is, so some of these other groups are actually having some pretty close games. But just looking at Group A, so you have Team We who just slaughtered Lion Gaming and slaughtered Gambit Esports in all four of their games. Just, like, demolished them. Then you have Lion Gaming for the two games that they went up against Gambit Esports pretty much controlled and slaughtered Gambit Esports. So, like, not only is this, like, not even fair, but, like, what's going to make Gambit Esports want to continue to try to compete on this level? They're, you know, maybe next year they're going to get a ticket hit be like, hey, you're the best team in your region. You have a smaller region. We're going to give you a ticket into the group, the play-in stage of Worlds. If I'm Gambit Esports at that point, I'd be like, no, nah, that's cool. We'll just keep playing with ourselves over here. Yeah, playing yeah. with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, like some of these teams <laughs> that just came in and just got, you know, wrecked. It's like, do you really, is this helping your organization at all? And they were slotted in like the, the you know, caster picks yeah. to be good. But that's basing them off of how well they do in their region. Yeah, like, but then know? the casters are sitting there like, man, C9's on fire, watch out. And it's like, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> right. actually that on fire. Like, And you know what? Yeah, they looked good. Are, but the real question is, will they look this good when they it, when they get into group stage, right. the real group stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about that, and I definitely do not like the, this new play-in round. It, it needs some tweaking. Yeah. Well, you can watch all of that at LOL Esports or anywhere they're casting, which would be Twitch and YouTube. So if you're up that late, then by all means, tune in. It's still league. It's still super exciting. Um, you get to see these teams kind of make their way into the playing world stage. Um, and if not, they're recasting it throughout the day. So you can wake up and watch it uh, then as well. Yeah, three in the morning is rough, man. I, yeah, I, I, I watched C nine. I couldn't, uh, and then I was like, I'm going to try to watch Fnatic. Both, uh, both, <laughs> both of their nights that C nine played, I caught their first game, and then couldn't make it to yeah. their second game. So uh, I had to rewatch the second. I fell asleep on the first game, and all I woke up to was, "Oh my god, Sneaky did this!" I was like, "Oh, what the hell happened? Sneaky did <laughs> yeah, yeah. C nine win." I was like, "Shit!" Yeah. I wanted to watch this. Yeah, they were good matches. They were fun. Yeah. All right, well, uh, 
That is our esports section, and then I think the next part's yours too. Man, you can influence the show and get early access to Gamezilla Alpha again by supporting us on Patreon.com slash Gamezilla Podcast. Like The Glitch, who has a question that says, what is your favorite game off of the Nintendo WiiWare? I remember Xander, that crappy host... Of, it doesn't no, say I'm that. Just saying, it doesn't, it doesn't say, say that. It doesn't say that. I don't want to ruin your question. I remember Xander mentioning from the Legend of Retro podcast that Cave Story was a great buy during the Wii Ages. The Glitch, also with the hashtag Muscle March. <laughs> we are clearly missing something here. Muscle March is where it's at. Muscle March uh, is my answer. I don't know what you're talking about. Muscle March is my answer. <laughs> muscle March, yeah, that game's amazing. Um, man. Uh, we were obviously. I enjoyed Metroids. Um, I enjoyed the original Metroid, but I'm trying to think something on We Wear that I that I bought. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I bought anything off the Wii shop. I bought a lot of like. <laughs> I bought a lot of like the NES orig- like the original games because it kind of was one of the first moments where I was able to do that on a. Well, it was one of the first moments I was able to do that on a home console. But um, man. Trying to think of something that might be a little bit more, more like offbeat than Metroid. I unfortunately can't give you an answer to the glitch because during this time period, I was big into World of Warcraft, so I oh. didn't actually own oh. Wii. I got one. Muscle March. Oh, great game! Great game. If you haven't, heard of it. It. If yeah. you haven't played it, haven't played this. Goat. It is the goat of runners. The <laughs> so it's a clone. Oh, I mean, it's, it's what Mario Run wants to be. <laughs> right, yeah. Mario Run is a clone, exactly, of Muscle March, because Muscle yeah. March is the OG. I think Mario Run should tweet about it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry we don't have any other um, answers for that one. I think uh, Deadite would have a good answer for this one, yeah. so we'll try to run it by him and see if he can uh, yeah. give you an update on it next uh, next show. But <sighs> Lazy didn't show up at the show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, damn Damn, Cave Story is really good, though. I know Xander said he really oh, yeah, liked I mean, it on the Wii. And, um, if I would have known what Cave Story was um, back then, then I would that would be my answer because I love I loved playing Cave Story on the Switch. So Now. How, now you do it. How did I do it's that? Like, oh, I got it's it. like 50 <laughs> minutes late, but my toasty finally comes through. <laughs> Turns out when I hit the enter button because it's highlighted, it does it. Watch. Toasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Deadeye is never going to take a vacation again after he listens to this episode. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot to edit and do. You're going to be in snake court. <laughs> snake Hopefully court. he doesn't watch it live. Yeah, right. All right, well, uh, thanks for the question, Glitch. Uh, we want to thank our we want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Detroit Beard Collective, for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. And if retro gaming is your thing, listen to the Legend of Retro podcast. I was just kidding about Xander being the worst host ever. He's awesome. He's I the love the second listening. worst, only next to Craig WK. Damn it, Craig. I love those guys. I listen to them each week. And uh, they release every Thursday in all the same great places that you can listen to us. Yeah, and don't forget about GameZilla Alpha, the topic, the one topic episode podcast that we put on every Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and everywhere else. Um, 
And if you're a patron member, you get early access. We record on Thursdays, and you get access Thursday. So that's that's pretty good. Um, but we wanted to apologize. The, the Alpha show did not get recorded last week due to some health issues of myself. And we will be back on our regularly scheduled program this week. So we'll see, uh, we'll see our patrons on Thursday, and we'll see everybody else Sunday with uh, our new topic, that I cannot disclose right now, top secret, but I think uh, I think everybody will be enjoying it. It might have to do with muscles. And maybe a little bit of March. Not the month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or maybe the month. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode 175 of the GameZilla podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe, that heart, that like emoji, leave a, leave a comment, leave a review, and we will read it on the air. Thanks for all the support from Patreon and, and in our community, Discord, and on social media. We appreciate everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. But uh, just remember, we are the Elite Free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Cable. As Pencil Wolverine does. Ching, ching, ching. Make the damn jerseys. He needs to make a mock-up. If he makes a mock-up, I send it in. We get the jersey. And there will be no pencil with ring shirts. Already made.